Welcome to Paranormal Underground Radio. Join us each week as we delve into some of life's most complex questions. It's time to explore the unexplained with your hosts, Karen Frazier and Rick Hale. It is Thursday night. If you can hear our voices, you are exactly where you need to be. She is Karen Frazier. I am Rick Hale. This is Paranormal Underground Radio at hazyradio.com. Welcome. Karen, how are you this week? I'm very well. It was my son's 18th birthday yesterday, so I'm done. He's moving out as we speak. We saw that. Yeah, I, you know, congratulations <laughs> to Tanner. It's really. Yeah, he's he's uh, he had his first act as an adult was to sit out on the front porch and smoke a cigar. Really? Yes, that was what he figured marked being 18. It was either that or skydive. And I figured I'd rather he do the one that killed him later rather than the one that kills him now. (laughs) Well, that was good judgment. (laughs) (laughs) Well, he can get a tattoo, too, but he already has one. So, been there, done that. So, you know, it was kind of a rite of passage. I don't think he's probably going to smoke a lot of cigars. But that was what he chose to do after he struggled getting it lit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> for a long I walk out and he's sitting out there on the porch and there's like this pile of like 30 matches next to him <laughs> how do I do this mom <laughs> yeah pretty much so I had to I had to show him how to light it but once that was down he was good really so Karen you smoke cigars like um I have smoked a cigar here and there but not not very often oh. Patty smokes cigars and I'm surprised yeah. She looks like a cigar kind of person. She is. So Patty smokes cigars and when she and she gets Cubans. And so mm-hmm. when she has one I will sit and smoke one with her occasionally. Okay. Yeah, when we were in the Dominican Republic uh four years ago, that was the first time I ever had a Cuban and uh I just really wish that our government would stop its you know what now sixty year old temper tantrum against Cuba so we can start getting them in this country. Because they are lovely, yes. Oh, they're awesome. <laughs> yeah, they're they're very good. So, yeah, so he had his first cigar and, um, you know, had his 18th birthday. And I told him now, you know, he can be sued, he can be drafted, he can be arrested mm-hmm. and, you know, have to face his, his crimes. And, of course, um, you know, that he can move out if he likes. Yeah. Or I... be required to pay rent at any time. Right. I, I don't I don't I don't believe that he will do any of the uh formers, but uh yeah. <laughs> Well he is moving out in September. So Right, exactly. That's that's totally fine. But the other ones I don't think you're I don't think he's in too much uh, trouble with that. No, but it's always good. That's the speech. You'll see. Even though no matter how good your kid is, when they turn eighteen they need to understand that they are now legally liable for their own actions and that you aren't you no longer are. I think right. it's a good thing to tell kids when they turn eighteen. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, they, they do need to know that. But, um, you know, before we go any further, I thought we'd be, I thought we'd be a good idea to uh, preview tonight's guest. And um, actually, it's been a long time since he's been on our show. Um, uh, we're going to be joined by Bert Coates, paranormal investigator and creator of the TV show Locked into Darkness. Um, I don't know. It's probably been about three years since we've had a Bert on, correct? I, you know, I don't know. I see Bert you know, from time to time and talk mm-hmm. to him. And so, I, you know, I, I guess it probably has been that long, but yeah. um, it doesn't seem like that long to me because I, I see him regularly. So he's got right. some good things going on and I'm excited for him. Yeah. You know, the, uh, 
the the premise of the show, what of course, which we'll be talking about with Bert when he comes on, is is really really cool premise. Um, mm-hmm. Definitely want to get into that. Uh, how we came up with the idea. Yeah, I'm excited, and um, I actually got to see him doing a little filming for the show recently. And yeah, I I, I think that Bert has um, a made for TV personality, so I think he'll do well. Sure, no, I totally agree. Yeah. So, so let's what see, what else, uh, so I, well, we have investigations this weekend, I was just telling you off the air, we sure. have actually two things on Saturday, so we're kind of double booked, but it's okay, they're separated. So um, I'm going to have a busy Saturday Saturday this week, doing some stuff for clients. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, I had a reading yesterday with Seth Michael, who's been on our show. How'd that go? Uh, great, he's fantastic, I would recommend him to anybody, he's really good and he's really accurate and um, I, you know, I know a lot of psychics and, and um, he's one of the best and I trust him sure Yeah. so it was very cool, I didn't burst into tears or anything, so that was nice <laughs> I just had some things that I sort of needed to I, I've been feeling really stagnant right, yeah and, yeah. I, and I had some things I just needed to sort of check into. But I think I realized the reason I'm feeling stagnant is sort of everything right now is focused towards Tanner getting Tanner off to college. Mm-hmm. And so it's like I've kind of put a lot of things on hold just in that last push to use all of my resources. Because it is um, emotionally when sure. your child is leaving home. It's, it's, I don't want to say it's difficult, but it takes a lot of emotional resources to, I've been sort of preparing myself for that, I think. And once he's gone and off to college, then I think my focus will shift back to where I'd like it to be. Wow. Yes. Yeah. I mean, you know, Theo spends the night at his grandparents' house and we're both like, oh, I miss him so much. <laughs> well, but they, you know, by the time that, I think that the reason that teenagers are such pains in the butt really Mm -hmm. is um because it's how nature prepares us to to ship them off and i don't mean that tanner's painted but he's a wonderful kid but um you know i i do i think that there's some separation that goes on there as kids get into their older teens and they start to push back and and by the time they go they're ready and you're ready right so i think you'll be more ready than you think you are yeah, I'm sure I will be. I mean, you know, I'm going to be the uh, old dad at his high school graduation. I'll be in my mid to late fifties when he graduates high school. Oh, I know Tanner uh-huh. and Tanner's dad and stepmom came over for Tanner's birthday last night, uh-huh. and um, they had dinner and they brought their two kids. They have a three-year-old and an almost five-year-old. Okay. And his dad is just—I'm forty-eight, so his dad's forty-seven. Okay. And they have, I'd like to say the ages again, a three-year-old and a five-year-old. They are going to be so freaking exhausted by the time they get those kids out of the house. Yeah, really. But you know what? And now now you and Jim can just, you know, open up the naked room. I know. Exactly. It's it's all going to be good. <laughs> yes, it is. Um, yeah, on my end, I got, a, I got a few things that are um, that are happening right now. Uh, recently, I was... Huh? Got some things popping, do you? Some things popping, yeah. Um, Eerie Events has been picked up by the Haunted Channel on YouTube uh, for its Wicked Wednesday lineup, and uh, so it aired. Oh. As it aired Robinson Woods this past Wednesday, and what? in two weeks, Chuck and I are going to be investigating, and we're going to be filming Eerie Events episode two at Rejoice Antique Shop in Oswego, Illinois. Uh, Chuck has been there before. 
and he says that the place is very active and very great. So we are going to be testing the theory whether or not objects really can retain energy um, or spirits can, can attach themselves to it. Very cool. Well, congratulations on the show being picked up. That's fantastic. Thank you. Exciting Thank you. news. Mm-hmm. And I'll be interested to see what you guys do with that. That reminds me, I just was, this last Saturday, we had a thing, uh, William did his class at the Lewis County Historical Museum, Okay. William Becker, and then Mm -hmm. afterwards, Michael White of of PRI, who's been on the show before, Mm -hmm. um, several years ago, but anyway, he's doing some paranormal, yeah, well, he's doing some really interesting paranormal research, and we did, um, we participated in an experiment after the class that had to do with PK manifestation, which was really interesting. There were about... Uh, seven or eight of us who who stuck around and participated in that, so that was really cool. And were there any results? Um. So here's the thing. I don't want to. I I I don't know. I, it's it's up to Michael to publish his results. You know what? But it, right. was a, it was it was the question. second in a series of experiments he's doing with progressively. I mean, where he's changing up the variables a little bit at, at, at a time, and um, so it's really interesting to look at his experimental design and see what he's trying to figure out. Right. Yeah, it's it's definitely important work. Mm-hmm. It is. It is. And we had a good group of people. Um, we had Casey Goodwin was there, and of course, people from my group, Patty was there, and I was there, and William was there, and mm-hmm. Andy, um, who is the museum director, and then um, Jay Verberg was there. Right. I already said Casey. I don't know. My antihistamines are starting to kick in pretty soon. I'm not going to remember who I am. She's 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 tripping. I'm tripping balls on Benadryl, folks. <laughs> tripping balls. Yeah, but I understand that if you take a bunch of them at one time, you you can kind of get like that same sort of uh, euphoric feeling from it. Oh, no. I just all of a sudden I can feel like my speech slowing down and feeling really tired and my mouth is dry. Okay. Which means the um, antihistamine is working, but my eye is still swollen. So there's that. <laughs> on that note... <laughs> <laughs> Is it time to go to break? I think so. Okay, so let's do this. We'll take a break. You know, Cheryl will play a few little things. When we come back, we will be talking with Bert Coates, which should be a lot of fun. So stick around. You're listening to Paranormal Underground Radio on the Hazy Radio Network. Come join us along the Oast, August 17th through August 23rd, as Hazy Radio celebrates their two-year anniversary. With such shows as Paranormal Underground Radio, Crossing the Void Radio, Our Worlds, In the Dark Radio, Operman, Backstage, Periscope Uncensored, Tangerine Dream FM Radio Show, The Coyote Medicine Show, Rock and Roll Psychic, Anime Zing Radio, What's Your Sign, I Have Your Number, and many, many more. Come see what it's all about. Find a show just for you, then kick back and enjoy. Hazy Radio. Energy drink for your soul. Hey everyone, Chucky G here. Come join me on my show, In the Dark Radio, where we talk with guests on everything from ghosts to cryptids. Starting from 10.30 p.m. to 12 a.m. Eastern, come into the zone and have some fun, right here on the Hazy Radio Network. From UFOs, hauntings, psychic phenomena, demonology, urban legends, and so much more, where all these things come together. 
Paranormal Underground Magazine. Explore the unexplained. Karen Frazier, writer and radio host with Paranormal Underground. Since I wrote my book, Avalanche of Spirits, The Ghosts of Wellington in 2010, people have asked me what happened next. In my new book, Dancing with the Afterlife, a paranormal memoir, my Wellington story continues. Dancing with the Afterlife is more than the continuation of the Wellington story, however. It's also the story of a lifetime of afterlife research and paranormal encounters. What I've learned has changed my life, and it might change yours as well. To learn more about Dancing with the Afterlife or to read an excerpt from the book, visit DancingWithTheAfterlife.com. Thank you. Do you want to keep up with what's going on at Paranormal Underground? Then tweet us on Twitter at ParanormalUG. Or follow us on Facebook at Paranormal Underground. Meet us on MySpace, Paranormal Underground. There's no need to be in the dark about what's going on at Paranormal Underground. Join us on your favorite social networking site today.
Hi, this is Hazy, and you're listening to the Hazy Radio Network. The views expressed and the opinions given by the individual hosts and their guests do not necessarily reflect those of Hazy Radio Network, its affiliates, or sponsors. All shows are independently owned and broadcast for entertainment purposes only. Hey everybody, welcome back to Paranormal Underground Radio at HazyRadio.com. We are your hosts, Karen and Rick. Joining us tonight is a returning guest who actually hasn't been on the show in a quite a long time. He is a paranormal investigator and creator of the television show Locked Into Darkness, Burt Coates. Burt, welcome back to the underground. Well, thank you very much. You're quite welcome. Burt Coates, the, the, new, the newly minted TV star and, I've got to say, the newly minted daddy as well. That's Congratulations. Six-week-old, beautiful little girl. She's gorgeous. Yeah, she's, and she's just waking up. Oh. <laughs> and her name is? Soya Alexandria. That's beautiful. Yeah, she's, she's ridiculously adorable. Yeah, she could go either way with that whole name thing. She could either stay with Soya or go Alex, Alexandria. She's a princess anyway, so. I bet you're just spoiling the crap out of her. Oh, yeah. Oh. Well, not the crap out of her, but you're spoiling her. Yeah, speaking of crap. <laughs> so, 24 hours. Uh, right. Well, that's not necessarily 24 hours. That's not necessarily unusual. Just be prepared for the big blowout and it's coming. Yeah. It's you know, make sure prepared. make sure you've got plenty of water and wet naps wherever you go and you should be fine. <laughs> and bisqueen and, yeah. Oh, God. Uh I don't, I, you know, like I say, Tanner just turned 18 yesterday, so I'm done, and you're just getting started. I and know. I'd rather be me than you right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I have a lifetime. You know what's funny is she won't graduate until I'm dead. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> you're not that old. You're you're no, early I, 40s, right? Um, actually, I'm at the end of my 40s. Are you the same age as I am? Uh, 47. Oh, you're you're younger than me. So I was just talking about having a baby at that age, and um, no, thank you, not me. But good for you. Yeah, she keeps me alive. Takes <laughs> <laughs> a life off. I have a kid. Yep, kids are a joy, and um, so I'm happy for you. It seems like it's it's she's brought some good things into your life, and not only is the baby good in your life, but you you are sort of starting to live some things that you've dreamed about for a while, right? I have. Absolutely. So tell us about it. Um, well, Locked Into Darkness. Lock, is that the name of the show? Yeah, it's so new, I can't even remember the name of the show. I think it is Locked Into Darkness. Yeah, it's yes. Locked Into Darkness. That's what we have written down here. Locked, yeah. okay, yep, locked Into that, Darkness. That must be it. Then. Uh, <laughs> it started, well, you know, reverse a little bit here. It started, um, I was hanging out with White Noise Paranormal for a while. And they asked me to start narrating some of their videos. So I did. And then they said, hey, why don't you come on our team? And so I thought, well, why not? You know, nothing to lose. So we hopped on, or I hopped on their team. And then all of a sudden, a day's TV got a hold of Joe, uh, the owner of White Noise, and um, said, hey, we, we want to sign you up. So before I knew it, my voice was on, on TV. Cool. Yeah, cool. Um, so we did a season worth of investigations, which were a lot of fun. We're working on the second season now, and uh, a couple projects cropped up. 
And uh, so we started working on those, and one of them was Locked Into Darkness, which is kind of a new take on the whole paranormal uh, aspect of investigating where I would investigate just myself and, and you know, haunted or, you know, so-called demonic uh, places. But it doesn't just stop there. You know, we have UFOs and Sasquatch and maybe sure. a Loch Ness Monster. Who knows where it'll go. So what exactly do you do on the show? Uh, I, uh, on the show, uh, basically I'm, I'm the only investigator that uh, investigates claims of paranormal activity in whatever place um, that we go to. So it's basically the cameraman, um, which is from uh, Duck Facers production. Um, and so producer and myself, and that, that's it. Uh, that goes in, but there, there's a lot more to it because we we add in uh, some specialized people um, to help us go over the evidence. You know, as far as sound, um, we have a psychic on standby, which I think is pretty cool because he is an outrageously uh, nice person. And uh, the video part is all done from the production company, so I don't have to hold a camera. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Which now, is. Terrible, go ahead. Um, so, uh, basically, I walk into this place by myself um, you know, with a cameraman. So, I don't know if it's by myself or not, but, you know, whatever. And uh, do an investigation. Now, are these previously. Um, are these places that have never been previously investigated before? Um. Uh, yes, they have been investigated because we work with local teams uh, to give them also a little uh, TV time, I guess. Okay. And, and to get their story of it, and then that's when I go in. Uh, so there's a lot of interaction with the teams that that you know agree to it. Uh, and then on the flip side of that, there are are other locations that you know have not been investigated. Okay. Our next trip is. Um, Oh, geez, a couple weekends from now, and we're going to go hunting for Bigfoot. Awesome. That's cool. But we have um, with us, uh, because, you know, hunting for Bigfoot up in the mountains could be just a pretty scary thing all alone, but add a whole bunch of wild animals because you're about 5,000 feet up uh, in the foothills. Uh, so we do have a, a small army <laughs> that's going with us in case, you know, something goes horribly wrong. Yeah. Uh, well, well armed, I'm assuming. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's what you have to do. Well, Bert, what I think is really funny is I was, I, I don't know if I told you this this last time I saw you last weekend or something. Mm-hmm. It wasn't long ago. Anyway, but what was interesting to me is that when we first met, we were on the opposite sides of the camera. We and were. And when we saw each other this last time, we had switched places. That's right. Yeah. You know, it's pretty cool because the promo video just came out. Uh, I don't know if you got a chance to see it, but it's real Mm -hmm. short. And uh, that'll be up on a days here shortly. But we're waiting. We're waiting for um, the homeowner of the superintendent to allow us inside that house. Okay. Okay. So um, we're basically the that would be kind of the end of the show and and even though the show could 
you know, be cut and finalized without it, it would really be nice to have that part in it. it would, I think it would be too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, but all in all, it's finished. The the first episode's finished. Cool. Except you see it. Well, and I got a better understanding of what I put you through when I first met you. Is that wild or what? <laughs> That's right. They point yeah. a camera at you and they say, talk. That's right. <laughs> But you did so much better coaching. I just stood there and said, keep going, keep going. Well, that's I, I have a little experience at being on your side of the camera that time. So, and it was it was a pleasure to have yourself and William and um, and Jim up there. Um, it, it it was all used, and um, it was it was nice to see you guys there to make it all happen. So. Get a full 360. It's just the story finally is going to come out. I know, and and it's something that we've been trying to do on film since 2009. And we finally got there. So I'm thrilled. I am too. Although it's not a two hour um, show as much as we wanted it to be, Mm -hmm. Uh, it's it's probably going to sit at about 44 minutes. Um, If I know that the producer and myself, if we could make it two hours, we would, but. You know, that's six months in the beginning. No, right. two hours takes a lot of time to edit. Trust me, I know. Yeah, it does. Yeah. So um, I know that Joe's really excited. I am too. And and, um, and Tina and everybody on White Noise has been backing this ever since the very beginning. So, um, you know, it, it's going to be nice to see when it finally comes out. But it's weird watching yourself on TV. That's weird. It is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I can't even listen to my. I can't even listen to the show hearing my own voice. It's uh, it just click. Really, turn it off. <laughs> I'm the same way. When uh, when Joe says, "Hey, you got to check this out," or you know, here's the the prototype of it, um, I got to turn it down. I'm like, "Oh my god, shut up already!" Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I get it. I'm that way. When I listen back to our radio shows, I yeah. always think, "Oh, would that chick just shut the hell up?" Yeah. <laughs> God, and, 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 and it to me. Usually, you're saying it to me. <laughs> no, I only tell you to shut up in my head, Rick. <laughs> I can hear it. I can hear it. So, Bert, um, you know, with uh, you, uh, when you mentioned, you know, demonic places, you kind of your, your voice kind of had a weird um, kind of like change there. What are your thoughts on some of these things? Um, you know, Bigfoot, lake monsters, demons, ghosts. What are what what are your thoughts on this? You know, I think everything's possible. Um, <laughs> I think we'd be really dumb if we were to say that none of these things exist because we're just too smart. Um, so. But seeing is believing. And right. For me, um, I don't necessarily, to touch on the demonic stuff, I've never been a real big demonic person. Um, right. I was when I was younger, when I'd go to Sunday school, but as soon as I broke away from that cult, um, it was a lot different. I was free to think of, you know, uh, on my own. And uh, that in itself is kind of dangerous, but... Um, it kind of opens your mind. It's not that I don't believe in religion. Mm-hmm. I think religion is a wonderful thing for those people that need it or want it. Sure. Um, people that don't need it or want it, I don't think it's a wonderful thing. But um, I have yet to run into anything that was, you know, I guess so-called demonic. Um, and, it, you know, we've looked. 
a little bit here and there. I mean, cracked open the Ouija board and tried to open the gates of hell, and, you know, there was no gate. Yeah. No, I know. That didn't work out. Did Although, you have to admit, when you were doing the experiments with the Ouija board and when we were doing some together, mm-hmm. we had some kind of, some things that kind of made you go, hmm. It, there were a few things that did, and I think that uh, a person's psyche can really add to some of it, but I mm. think most of it is definitely um, hand-brain motion, what do they call it, idio... Yeah, idiomotor yeah. effect. Right, idiomotor mm-hmm. effect. So um, I think 80% of that, um, and then 20%, you know, unknown or unexplained or, or what I wish to be uh, yeah. something incredibly outstanding. Yeah. Right. And I really don't think that we'll ever find the true answer of what that is. But, you know, we can always keep looking. So, you know, I haven't asked you this in a while, um, but I know you've always kind of gone back and forth. Are you a believer in ghosts right now? Um, You know, I am. And, and, you know, I had my experience, you know, quite a while ago. Mm -hmm. Uh, That Mm. it truly made me a believer in ghosts at first i think in the very beginning i was skeptical i saw what i had to see and then you know quite a few years after that there'd be little tidbits here and there um that would keep you going but a lot of it you know as you become more of an investigator the the ghosts go away and you start solving some of these mysteries which Mm -hmm. is really important it seems like the better the investigator the less ghosts you know uh, normal activity you find Mm -hmm. so uh, which is a bummer. It's a real bummer. Well, you know, you need that. It, when you're first starting out, you need that reinforcement. And the reason that you find so many ghosts when you're brand new is because every damn thing is a ghost, as far as you're concerned. <laughs> you know? <laughs> I used to be a huge orbaholic. You know, I'd get up my... Really? Block. Yeah. My I block. didn't know that about you. Oh, yeah. When we first started... Um, you know, I had the, the camera that took the five and a half inch floppy disk. Uh, <laughs> made it. Uh, every picture had this orbs on it. And I'll never forget, I'd sent some of the pictures to a paranormal. I don't know where they're from, but uh, it was like Kansas or uh, whatever popped up on Google first. And they were really nice about kind of explaining what orbs are and what they really aren't. And um, they left it to me to interpret. And I chose the more, you know, um, not scientific approach to it, but I think um, the more reasonable approach to what right. it works for. So sure. that was kind of, a, I remember when, when I got that email, I was kind of bummed out, but at the same time, I was really kind of excited because that was a step towards, you know, educating myself. So, yeah. Well, I agree, and you've come a long way from, from that. Um for sure. Now, people who haven't listened to the show for the long term may not know that, that of course, they know about me in Wellington, but a lot of them may not know about you in Wellington. And I have to tell people, and, and you can you can fill them in, that before there was Karen Frazier at Wellington, there was Burt Coates at Wellington. And without Burt Coates, Wellington would not be the same experience to me. Is that Soya checking in? Yeah, that's she's. Hey, Soya! <laughs> Oh, poor kid. Yeah. 
That's She'll be good. fine. It'll it'll happen. Don't worry. Um, but yeah, before before I ever came to Wellington, you were there, and you were there for many years, and you've been really instrumental for me in in being able to develop, understand, and tell the story. It really it's a wow. I don't even know where to start with that. It's a wonderful story, um, and it's been such a huge part of my life for the last ten years. That is kind of hard to let go. And this year, it is. I think I've been up there only twice where, you know, a few years ago, I would have been up there every weekend. You you were. Yeah. I, I would just, I didn't even have to call and tell you I was going. You would just be there. I would just, yeah, pretty much mm-hmm. be there. Yeah. You know, maybe, I'm sure a couple of people were upset, but that's okay. Um, but in 2004, I, I stumbled across it, uh, across it. And um, shortly after that, I had my first experience at Wellington and then, um, and I'll never forget that too. Cause it, you know, it's so strange how you see things. And, you know, for me, there were like little balls of light kind of hopping across the parking lot. Um, right. and it was almost like, um, ball lightning, but not that big. And mm-hmm. they were like chasing each other. I don't know, they're like little white mice running around anyway. So that was my first experience, and I thought, oh, there might be something to this. And then, um, you know, after that, we were up there, and we heard a woman humming, and then she started singing. It was myself and uh, another buddy of mine. And uh, that was a real eye-opener because it became very vocal. You know, I I wasn't seeing it. I was hearing it. And then, of course, as the years went on, it just became more and more and almost there for a while, every summer, somebody would have uh, this incredible um, thing happen to them. And you feed off of their stories as much as your own, um, which is pretty exciting. But, the, you know, the place is really, as far as paranormal activity goes, it, it would be number one on my list. Yeah, mine too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, just just the way you guys you know talk about Wellington, it's it's really infectious. Like, I want to hop on a plane tonight and head on up there. <laughs> and it, it bites. It's really strange. I don't think I've ever run into anybody that's ever gone up there and said, "You know, I don't like this place. I want to get out." Um, a yeah. lot of times, people will become um, attached to it, and but very few people, their souls are attached to it. If that makes any sense at all. Mm-hmm. It's yeah, almost it like you were born to be there. Right? Yeah. Right. And those of us who were have a connection, yeah. <coughs> excuse me, not only with Wellington, but with each other. Right. Which we learned last weekend. Um, All, every <laughs> single one of us said that in the interviews. Right. Mm-hmm. Which is really strange because there is some sort of connection. And I think, you know, without getting too deep into the whole solar system, um, maybe there's a reason why we're all together and why we are all together there and why we yeah. all met. Um, and, and it could be to get the story out or it could have just been because. Well, it is a, it is a, you know, in, a really fascinating story. I mean, just uh, Karen's two books alone. Um, I read both of them twice. They're great books. And I, you know, I, I do, I learned a lot about um, historic tragedy that I've never even heard of before. And that was quite a, a, a tragic uh, ending uh, to a lot of people's lives up there. I mean, it was, uh, it was God, horrible. Yeah. yeah. 
But it doesn't have the feel that you would associate with something horrible, Bert. At least that's my impression of it. I think it's wonderful. I think so, too. It's a very peaceful place. Mm-hmm. And uh, with all that tragedy, you would think that there would be a lot of you know sadness, but it really isn't. When you walk into, into Wellington or into the snowshed of Wellington, um, it's very, oh, enlightening. Um, at times, it could be a little deep, but... The majority of the time, it's it's you know it's a fun place to be, and I think it's because a lot of people that do go there are after the same thing we are. So there's a connection there. Yeah, yeah, I think so too. So, do you think that it's that the you know uh, people always associate uh, you know ghosts and hauntings or whatever with you know tragedy, of course, and they're always sad and they're you know they're just total boners. But do you, th- Bert, do you think that this Wellington is like this is just a place for them to be. I absolutely. I think there's a lot of you know, we we've, we've gathered uh, a few years of EVPs that seem to paint a picture of not tragedy, but just a very peaceful place for them to be, whoever mm-hmm. they are. Sure. Mm-hmm. And we're just guests in their house, so you know it, it was uh, quite an honor to kind of play a role in in their lives, even though they're dead. Um, but be part of that. And I think one of the, the stories, the untold stories that uh, we just started to understand was this uh, the very beginning of uh, the EVPs that we're, that we're capturing. There was a woman and a man that were separate from each other uh, okay. that, that would yeah speak or talk or whatever. And um, pretty soon they were together. Uh, we would capture them both on the same EVP. And then shortly after that, um, they would get into this. I I wouldn't say it it was almost like a relationship answer, you know, where he was questioning her, she was questioning his answer. So Mm -hmm. you have this like ghost love affair, which I think is just uh, incredibly cool. And uh, so we've had a chance over the last, you know, quite a few years to start capturing this. And and we put them together and all of a sudden there was this beautiful love story of two dead people. Yeah. Yeah. And that's not Mm. something that you think about happening. When you think about a ghost, you tend to think about them as being sort of this fixed personality, kind of off on their own, only interacting with with the living people. And I think what we've learned up there is that they sure do like to interact with the living people. As a matter of fact, if you're new, they like to mess with you. They think it's hilarious. But at the same time, (laughs) they really like to interact with each other too, because you might have this one love story going on, but, but we've had a lot of things that are interactions between the spirits up there, other than just this man and this woman. That's right. There's been quite a few. One of the, my most favorite EVPs uh, that we captured was uh, a a man that said, wait for us. Now we're trying to decide what direction we're going either, you know, down the snowshed or out of the snowshed. And uh, we had captured that EVP, which means there was more than one of them there, uh, which, you know, shows me that they do interact with each other and there are friendships after death, which is uh, pretty cool. Because you, yeah. you, you yeah. think death is being a, a final solution when it's not. And I think what people need to understand is life goes on, um, whether it's a, a friendship or it's a new love affair. Uh, it kind of gives you a little hope for 
you know, being six feet under. Well, and it's been life-changing for you, as far as I know, because you used to be really afraid of of dying and didn't even like to think about death or talk about it, right? Oh, absolutely not. I was was petrified of death uh, to the point where I wouldn't climb trees and I wouldn't do things that could be dangerous. And, you know, after a while, uh, you start, as you get older, you start taking on some of those fears. I mean, what else really do you have to lose? And uh, I hit this one head on and try to meet death before death might mean. So um, that's what makes it, I, I think, so entertaining for me. The, the more I, I get involved with it, the more I learn and the less I fear. Yeah. Well, and you do a lot of stuff on your new show where you do it. I mean, I know you've got a camera crew and stuff, but it's kind of you going in alone. And I would think that that's you facing some fears because um, – I don't know if I'd want to go around with 5,000 feet in the mountains with, you know, a bunch of wild animals. Um, Yeah, that's a little little nerve-wracking, especially when you don't have any firearms. Um, But I think uh, it was about three years ago I started going up there really by myself. I'd drive up there, and it took a little while to get out of the Jeep. But once I got out of there, I'd get the camera, and I'd start walking through the snow shed. and, And you get a sense of how peaceful it is. Um, it's almost like you have someone that's watching over you uh, to where you're not so afraid anymore. And I'd make it all the way down to the end of the snow shed, you know, driven by caffeine. And I'd turn around and I'd haul butt out of there. Um, so there is some fear uh, involved. Like, what do I do if I do run into something? What what, what am I going to do? Um, well, you know, but, fear is fear is natural, man. It's, you know, it's part of, it's it's so hardwired into our, psyche uh, through you know hundreds of thousands of years of evolution there's it's it's almost impossible to get rid of i yeah, absolutely and i don't know you try to shake it up you think you got a beat and then something happens where you just kind of go yeah you know? mm-hmm. and uh oh, well, I, I i thought i had this under control but um so this is you know I, i've been watching a lot of tv shows lately on and I don't know what channel it is, but uh, they seem to take it to the extreme side of the stories that are being told about every haunting is demonic and everybody's being <laughs> scratched and all this other stuff. Uh, oh, that, yeah. That yeah, I don't... Where, them. You know which one I'm talking about? That, uh, yeah, Frank sued. Probably. So anyway, um, they're, they're, everything's demonic and everything's, you know, black and, and you know... And all these animals are being attacked and all this other stuff. And, you know, I look at it so differently because I know better than that. And um, I, I don't know. So it, uh, I, I'd love to get into some of these places and uh, investigate on my own. And, and, you know, to prove that there's really nothing out there to fear except your own mind. You know, because that's really, truly the one thing that's going to kill you. True. Yeah. Well, I think it's interesting that you're about to go tracking Bigfoot because we have discussed Bigfoot a little bit, mainly because we've spent a lot of time in the mountains together. Mm -hmm. Um, And my sense from you without you ever coming right out and saying it is that your feeling about Bigfoot was that it was kind of BS. Yeah, pretty much. Um, You take a one story that possibly could be true and then you add a 99 other stories on top of it that are total BS. It destroys that one true, you know, sadly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, one true story that that could have been true. And, um, and that's what's happening since the, 
this big explosion with YouTube and, and other media devices that bring all this uh, fake uh, Bigfoot sightings in. It really destroys everything that you, you'd hope to capture. Uh, even if you did capture the holy grail of Bigfoot, nobody would believe you anyway unless you shot it and drug it into town, which, yeah. you know, I guess is against the law. You know what really interests me about Bigfoot, though, Bert, is that this is an animal that actually appears, well, or a variation thereof, that actually appears in the fossil record. Really? Well, yeah, of course. I mean, you know, you have Australopithecus, uh, and you have, you know, that come from, like, um, from Asia, and... um, I mean, it's it's a creature that actually once did exist, but probably doesn't really exist anymore. And a lot of people think that this is what this may be. Yeah, maybe. Or it could just be an Italian guy being Italian. And anybody else's <laughs> Italian hair is just, you know, it's everywhere. Indeed. <laughs> um, yeah. I remember uh, seeing some stories about um, other uh, countries. They're they're Bigfoot and, mm-hmm. and, and okay, I won't go off to the UFO thing yet, but, um, and I found it interesting that, um, a lot of them looked somewhat similar, uh, mm-hmm. to each other. So, uh, whether it's true or not, I don't know, but it would be fun finding out. And I seriously, I don't think with me hooping and hollering up in the mountains is actually going to bring uh, Bigfoot running there. Oh, gee, it's bird. Oh, let's, let's just go say hi. I doubt if that's going to happen. Although it would be kind of cool if it did. It sure. would be ridiculously cool if it did. So so say you're standing there and you make some kind of a Bigfoot call, which I will never do again because I was pretending to make one one time and I hurt my voice. Um, but anyway, and it was painful. Um, I couldn't talk normally for like two weeks. Anyway, um, which was probably a blessing. Oh, anyway, so you're standing there face-to-face, and you make your Bigfoot call, and here comes Bigfoot out of the woods. What does Burt Coates do? Um, I'd probably poop uh, would be the first thing I'd do. <laughs> That's a very honest answer, Burt. You are real. Um, I, you know, I don't know. It probably, when I, when I saw my first ghost, um, you know, up close and personal, it probably would have the same effect. You know, probably stare at him for a little while and just go, okay, you know, now what? Me, Bert, you, you know, Bigfoot. <laughs> um, so I try to communicate, you know, do the old flashing lights thing. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I would probably try to communicate with it, you know, as long as somebody had a firearm behind me because that thing's huge. Um, but, you know, our, I think our first reaction to something that's uh, we've been taught to be scary and harmful and, and like I said, let's go back to the TV shows where they teach us all these horrible things, um, which may not necessarily be true. Um, I, you know, our first reaction can't be, you know, fear and and uh, destruction, which I think is just in our nature. Right. So I definitely would not try to harm it. I might poke it with a stick, but. <laughs> you should never not... poke things with a stick I... that you don't know anything about. Because I'm messing with Sasquatch. Yeah, that's uh, right. You know, poking things with sticks can get you stung by insects and right. have fire <laughs> ants around you. And that's all sorts of bad things happen when you poke things with sticks. Yeah. So I, I'd probably try to communicate with it. Um, I, I doubt if it's... You know what would really be funny is if it had an English accent. Wouldn't that be great? That would be <laughs> so refined and so mm-hmm. unexpected. 
Right. Bigfoot like Dick. Oxford right. English, like the right. upper crust English. And, uh, you know, real, real educated. Um, yeah. boy, I feel a little dumb. He's <laughs> 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 standing there going, me, me, Bert, you Bigfoot. And he's saying, hello, old chap. Hey, Would like a spot of tea? <laughs> <laughs> What are you doing out here in the cold? Why don't you have jackets on? Why don't you have fur? <laughs> Do you shave your bodies? See, this is what I think would happen, is if I came face to face with Bigfoot, it would look at me and say, oh my God, they are real. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You um, know, they've probably been looking for us. They probably have, like, game cams up all over the places where we don't go. I know. And they have, like, maps of people sightings. Probably. Littlefoot sighting. They probably cost Littlefoot. Uh, this must be at least a nine-foot nine shoe right here. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a boot. No, it's not a boot. It's a tennis shoe, schmuck. We'll <laughs> <laughs> discuss it on briskets and tea. Oh, my God. You have just created a whole... I, I think that that ought to be like a promo video. You I, sitting down and having tea with Bigfoot. So how do you pronounce your name? Oh my, do we have to go through this again? It's Roger. 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 Is that with a W? Oh my God. <laughs> so you also are doing, so here's, here's, and of course, maybe it's because I come from the, the, you know, the ghost part, the paranormal investigation. Right. How do you thoroughly investigate Bigfoot or how do you thoroughly investigate a UFO? You know, I have no idea, but that's what makes it so much fun. I mean, I have other people telling me what I should do, um, which this goes all the way back to me first discovering the whole ghost thing and educating myself as we go along. Um, but I don't have, you know, quite a few years to, to educate myself before this, we start filming. Um, so I'm listening to, um, you know, some of these Bigfoot experts out there and their explanation of what I should do and what I shouldn't do. And, you know, apparently I'm not supposed to mess around with their poop or rub it all over my body or something like that. How uh, would you even know it was Bigfoot yeah. poop? I, I don't know. Maybe, I don't, maybe it has, um, some biscuit. In them or, uh -huh. or um, some British cats. Um, I think uh, you know there, I, there are certain things you're not supposed to do, like this whole whooping noise, which I won't be doing, but the amplified um, uh, stereo system will be call blasting. Yes. Yep. And uh, but uh, you know, at the same time, I don't want to go too overboard with this and and get into. Uh, some of the things that these guys have been doing, um, you know, the more famous Bigfoot hunters or less famous, um, and, and steal their thunder. Um, but I, I think it'd be really cool to test it out. Now, apparently there's a, a trail or some migration, uh, area, uh, way up on the hills here in Washington. So we're going to go scope that out. There is. Wait, how does, how would anybody be able to identify it as a Bigfoot migration area? I have no idea. Now, there is a, a website that tracks, um, you know, big, Bigfoot sightings um, and sounds and noises and stuff like that that we've been working with. So, and it seems to be isolated all in the Cascade foothills, of course. Okay. And, um, you know, Mike, uh, he he's, uh, I think, a, a firm believer in Bigfoot. So... I'm I'm going to go off of his lead and, and just kind of follow him because he has a couple ideas where they might be. If anything, it'll make maybe good TV. 
it'll be entertaining, yeah. and I think it's exciting that you get to kind of learn as you go along, definitely. That is really cool. Then it's off to the UFO thing before winter hits. Um, so we're going to be trying to track down some places in Washington that, that might have had uh, some sightings of UFOs. So what do you do, put on a wingsuit and make them think that you're a UFO too? Or? I, don't, I don't know. I was thinking about just grabbing that movie. What was that movie with Will Smith called? Uh, the Men in Black or the other one? No, the other one, the uh, the Alien. I was just on TV. Oh, Independence Day. Yeah, Independence Day. So I figured if anything should upset him, that should. And uh, <laughs> you know, I figured, you know, we'll get a big, we'll get a you know LCD projector um, or monitor or whatever, and and play it and see what happens. You know, maybe broadcast it, point it up to the stars. Was this really you, really? And of course, they'll come down with an English accent too. Oh no, not you again. <laughs> Wouldn't that be sad if what we Americans learned was that the the Queen's English is actually the language of the entire universe? I know. Wouldn't that? And be we've just... spent we've spent two hundred and something years bastardizing it. I we would feel really guilty about that. I don't know if I. I think yeah, I would feel guilty. <laughs> yeah, I'd be like me bird. Uh, so here's what we need to do, guys. We're at the top of the hour. We need to take a break. Bert, can you stick around for about 15 more minutes? Oh, absolutely. All right. So let's do this, Great. guys. We're going to go to break. When we come back, we'll still be talking to Bert Coates about his uh, show, which the name just something into dark. Uh, Bert. Oh, oh, locked into darkness. I can't believe that that just I just blanked. I do the same thing. Uh, so, yeah, Bert. Well, but it's your show. I you know. shouldn't. You can't do that. Um, so we'll be talking about Burton Locked Into Darkness and also the TV network that he's on. So stick around. Uh, it's Paranormal Underground Radio on the Hazy Radio Network. Ranger State. Uh, hi, I'd like to report a bear sighting in the forest. Uh-huh. One second I'm having a smoke. Next thing I know, I'm face-to-face with Smokey Bear. Wow. And he told me it only takes one spark to start a wildfire. Did you know nine out of ten wildfires are caused by humans? I had no idea. That's why Smokey's famous and you're not. If you see someone in danger of starting a wildfire, step in and make a difference. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service, your state forester, and the Ad Council. Learn more at SmokeyBear.com. Only you can prevent wildfires. This weekend, unplug. Getting closer to nature can get you closer to your family. To find the forest nearest you, go to discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service and the Ad Council. Come join us along with owner Zita Oost, August 17th through August 23rd, as Hazy Radio celebrates their two-year anniversary. With such shows as Paranormal Underground Radio, Crossing the Void Radio, Our World, In the Dark Radio, Operman, Backstage, Periscope Uncensored, Tangerine Dream FM Radio Show, The Coyote Medicine Show, Rock and Roll Psychic, Anyway Zing Radio, What's your sign? I have your number. And many, many more. Come see what it's all about. Find a show just for you that kick back and enjoy. Hazy Radio. Energy drink for your soul.
this is Hazy, and you're listening to the Hazy Radio Network. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Paranormal Underground Radio. We are your hosts, Karen and Rick. And uh, joining us for uh, another segment is Bert Coates, paranormal investigator and creator of the show Locked in Darkness. Thank you, Bert, for sticking around. Sure. Creator and star. star. Creator and star. Thank That's you. That's right. And I can say I knew him when. Yeah. I, I think I'll be walking any red carpets anytime soon. <laughs> I can say I gave him his start on film. Yes. That's yes. right. You made yeah. me not so nervous. You uh, were great. Yeah. I always knew that you would do well. So, yay you. Yay me. Yeah. Joe, uh, <laughs> our producer, uh, really, I don't know. He's He has a different way of filming um and if i screw something up he'll say okay can you redo that but could you do it in this way and i was like ah another english accent <laughs> um bring out your dad uh, bring out your dad bring we're, out not you. dead. we're not dead we're not dead yet <laughs> um so you know he's he's really really good as far as the coaching goes and you know usually it's can you slow down a little bit or you're speaking too fast or you know Here's some um, pills. Take these. Slow down. No. Yeah, that especially, huh? <laughs> the Benadryl. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's my. I'm on Benadryl tonight. I, I, I actually in the first part of the show when Rick and I were talking, I felt it hit me, and Rick heard it. It was like my yep. voice slowed. I slowed down. Yep. Strange. So uh, I was going to call you Rick, but your name is actually Bert. It is. <laughs> it is. I've known that for a while now. You so, Bert, me Rick. <laughs> Are you sure? I, I think so. Um, so, Bert, yes. I want to know a little bit about A Day's TV as well. A Day's TV is a really, it's a very cool network system. Um, they're very international, which is hard to find these days. As I started digging around A Day's and, and the different uh, shows, there were a few shows that captured my attention that weren't made in the U.S., and uh, one of them is called Backpackers, which um, is is a film about a couple of kids basically backpacking through Laos, Cambodia, and Vietnam. And there are no words. It's beautifully oh, cool. put wow. together. But it's stuff like that. It's like new, new, um, ah, it's a new way of thinking. It's a new way of broadcasting TV. Um, My golly, it's a new paradigm for TV. It is. It is. It's, these people, you know, they're geniuses out there. You don't have to be, um, you know, Mr. Star Wars guy that I can't remember his name as as a producer. Uh, you don't have to have that name. That'd be that'd be George Lucas. That's his name, George. Yeah. You don't have to be a George Lucas, uh, you know, because I think a lot of people get wrapped up into this. You know, I'll never make it because I'm not George Lucas. But what people have to remember is George Lucas was the same way a long time ago. So here are these wonderful people producing all these wonderful shows. Um, and, and so Days TV put them up there and, uh, wow, what a incredible plethora of different unique TV shows. And, um, a day's, uh, a day's dot TV. So it's a D E Y S dot TV, um, to plug that, uh, and Darby, the owner of this, uh, is an incredible person. He's very down to earth. He uh, he loves the production company that I'm working with now. Um, 
which is Duck Facer's uh, production. And um, they just hit it off right away. He, he loved the whole uh, White Noise Paranormal thing. And, um, and that's how it all started. And now new shows are starting to develop and, and new ideas. And this guy, Darby, has such an open mind to this stuff that, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's like having, having a, I had an art teacher a long time ago that was so open-minded that it was just really cool to go to that class. It was really cool to say, yeah, I'm in her class. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's how he makes you feel. He makes you feel like you're contributing to something. Cool. And it's not all paranormal programming. It's all sorts of stuff. It's all sorts of really cool stuff. They just, uh, well, I don't know if they just did it. But uh, there was a gentleman that had flown in World War II, and he was uh, a C-47 pilot. So he was the guy that was flying into Germany, um, or sorry, not Germany. He was flying into the uh, over Normandy, and the paratroopers would jump out of the plane, right? So, right. and nobody ever heard, you know, you hear about the guys flying, you know, but... Uh, you never heard a real life story, and, and they actually have one of those guys uh, on a day's TV that talks about being the pilot of this C forty seven. The guys jumping out and them getting shot up by bullets, and and uh, then he was a uh, a glider pilot um, for the war also. And there was a lot of stuff in there that I had no idea because I'm a huge World War II fan, uh, um, as far as the history aspect goes, not of the death. So, uh, <laughs> thanks for clearing that up. I was, I was thinking it was probably that you were happy that a bunch of people got killed. Yeah. Oh, no. yeah. And, uh, so here's this glider pilot and I didn't know once they hit the ground, they become foot soldiers, which, you know, right now sounds, you know, pretty logical, but at the moment I didn't. Right. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And so he had to fight his way all the way back to grab another one. And, you know, Wow, I didn't know that either. Interesting. Yeah. Well, I'm sure they would have to because it's a glider. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think so. Unless they're a wow, big rubber band. But here's this guy and he's telling the story and, and you really get wrapped up and it's, it's not like this huge billion dollar, you know, operation and, and movie. It's just this guy talking and you just become part of the couch and you, you're listening to him because he has all this information to tell you and it's just wonderful to learn. But there's that show and there's so many other ones, um, that are on there that are Really cool. 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 Just, yeah. So it sounds like, because a lot of TV, I feel like, is really overproduced and over-edited in order to craft the story. And it sounds like this is more that the stories occur organically. Yes. And that's the word I was looking for, organic. It's a very, yes, it's very organic, although very well-produced. Um, I don't know if they're college kids that are doing this or, or beginning um, astrophysicists uh, meet TV producers or movie makers, but there are some very, very talented, really no-name people out there. And, yeah. You know, yeah. along with some big names, too. It's just not little names. So what a, what a wonderful thing. And I hope TV goes this way because it adds – the creativity of somebody that's just starting out is one of the most beautiful things that you will ever see. Um, I agree. That's when yeah. the blood's flowing and the creativity's there and the ideas are just, you know, popping out of their noggin onto paper yeah. and scripts are being made and things are being filmed and everybody's excited. Although someday I hope to have a coffee person. Yeah, you need craft services, don't you? Yeah, I do. Where's my tea? Where's my tea? 
That's right. So, well, and I like I like that um, one of the things that I've really found exciting about um, internet television, mm-hmm. you know, including play, big the big players like Hulu and um, Netflix and things, and the smaller players as well, is you're not locked into a formula and you're not locked into having to tell your story in a set amount of time. And to me, that is so freeing. Yes, it's... Uh it's like going back to the 60s again. If I was actually, well, I was born in the 60s. I don't remember them, though. You actually, were in the 60s, yeah. Yeah, I think my parents are the bad thing. Oh. Who does? Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's just, you know, really super cool. And uh, there, there is no time limit. There's no, there's no pressure. There's no, you have to have this done in 30 days. Otherwise, you know, we're ripping up your contract. There's none of that. It's very... God, it's like peace, love, joy. It's really cool. Well, I'm really excited, mm-hmm. and I like I like hearing the enthusiasm in your voice for what you're doing. Because like I say, I know that this has been somewhat of a dream of yours for as long as I've known you, really. And um, it's cool to see people realize those things and have them come into their lives. Yes, and I'm very grateful for Joe and Tina and Duck uh, Face, um, Facers Productions and, of course, at Ace TV. Um, and they did not pay me to say that. Oh, well, see, that's good, which is a perfect segue, because anybody who has paid you to say things right now should be listening and very happy, because we're about you to about to let you shamelessly self-promote those things that you feel you need to self-promote. So tell okay. people where they can find you, when they can see the show, where they can see the show, and really anything else you feel shameless, like shamelessly self-promoting. Okay. Um the TV show or the show is called Locked Into Darkness, and right now we just have a Facebook page. So if you go into, if you go to Facebook and type in Locked Into Darkness, you'll see my mug right up there with the moon, I think. And, um, and that way you, you, you get a hold of me that way. And, um, what else am I plugging? Oh, Adays TV. That's A D E Y S dot TV. You can see White Noise Paranormal, which I'm featured in for two seasons, along with my voice. <laughs> uh, White Noise Paranormal of Days TV. And what else? Duckfacersproduction.com. Okay. Okay, great. All right, Bert. Always yes. a pleasure to talk to you. Look forward, a- to, look forward to the show coming out and seeing what you're doing. Yes, I am too. Very okay. good. Thank you, and- Nice Congratulations stuff. on the baby and, yeah. you know, all these wonderful changes that are happening in your life. Yes. All right. Congratulations, Bert. Thank you Thanks. very much. Thanks for coming on. Hope to talk Thanks. to you soon. I know I'll talk to you soon. Talk oh, yeah. to you soon. Okay. <laughs> all right, Bert. Good night. Good Bye, night. Bert. Okay, everybody. So that was Bert Coates. Uh, Locked into Darkness is a show, and it's on a day's TV, A-D-E-Y-S dot TV. Uh, check it out. He, the first episode is not out yet, but I do see that they've got a little teaser um, on duckfacers.com. And nice. if you go to the television shows, they've got a little a little clip. Yeah. Yeah, I watched that. It's like 59 seconds, and it's, it's Bert talking, and... Um yeah, I, I, you know what? It makes me want to go out, well, or just uh, you know, subscribe to this stuff on the internet. Because uh, I mean, it's just the internet television, just like internet radio. I think is the way that this is all going. 
I do too. I think that I think that we're seeing some big changes in the way that people receive their media right now. Mm-hmm. And I think that people still are a little hesitant to get rid of their cable subscriptions. Yeah. Um, mainly in my house, it's because of football. I mean, you know, I would be lying if I said it was anything else. And mm-hmm. it's not me because if I if I if it was just me, I wouldn't have internet, or I wouldn't have cable. I would merely have internet, and I would do most of my watching on Netflix and Hulu and some of these, you know, other internet TV stations because that's where the really exciting work is coming out of. Some of my favorite shows that I watch, and some of my favorite things that I see are things that are coming on the internet, and not I. I turn on I. I can't think of when I've watched something on my television last. To tell you the truth. Oh, no, that's not true. Last Thursday night, it was Seahawks preseason game, but that's because somebody made me. Yeah. I mean, you, we uh, went with, with our cable. We um, we took it down to the bare minimum because we never really watched television. I think basically the thing that we watched on television is uh, Curious George, Bubble Guppies, or whatever else that Theo's watching. <laughs> so, you know, it's like, but... Um, did, you, think- did I mention I'm done with all of that? Oh, yes, you did, because he is gone. He's 18 and out the door. Congratulations to you, you know, and Jim. You guys are both great parents, and, you know, you oh, raised a great you. kid. So I think it's great. Anyway, so you were saying bubble guppies. Yeah, bubble guppies or uh, anything of that nature, um, whatever Theo is watching at the moment. So, I mean, we've, we've kept it for those channels uh, so he's able to watch that stuff. Yeah, but you can get a lot of that on Netflix and Hulu and and Cape. And I mean, and you and Bert have a little something in common because you've got a lot of internet stuff going on where you're sort of exploring this medium as well. Yeah, actually, it is. We are, and um, you know, I really, I really love loved doing ghost tapes to the documentary. That was a lot of fun, and it was completely by accident and totally unintentional. I had no idea that I was going to be doing that kind of thing. And um, and of course, doing eerie events with you know you know my my uh, my bromance uh, your bromance Chuck Chuck excuse me now I have the hiccup exactly. for you yeah, yeah so I mean it's it's I definitely think that this is the way things are going I think people are just getting so sick and tired of you know it's like you're watching your favorite television show and then five minutes of watching the television show ten minutes of commercials it's yep it's past its prime it's done yep I. I I think so, too. And, you know, like on our TV, you don't even ever have to be on a cable channel. You can watch, we can watch Amazon stuff on our TV. We can watch Netflix. It, it all comes straight straight to our TV, all of that stuff. But now what all of these these um, chan- these stations, like the one that you and Chuck are on, or uh, a day's that Bird is on, what they right. need are they need the apps that go straight through to the TV, too. But you can also, or, you know, most TVs now, you can go to YouTube and watch YouTube or any stuff straight on the TV as well because yeah. they have the Internet browser. So it's very cool. So, Cheryl. Bubble guppies? I've never heard of it either, but it's a new, it's a brave new world, Cheryl. Wow. Oh, my God. It's like I this adorable out. little cartoon with, like, they're, the bubble guppies, they're like a... Uh, um, little mermaid children, and they have like a fish that's their teacher, and it's it's cute. Cute. That's oh, well, you know, <laughs> children's programming is so gentle. I used to love yeah. when Tanner was little. I loved the bear and the big blue house because it was just so sweet and gentle. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so Cheryl, yes. um, I believe the new magazine is out. Uh, August issue is online at paranormalunderground.net. 
readers can check it out. They can get a PDF emailed to them if they go to the website and click buy now and we will get that to them. So please take a look at it. Let us know what you think. Got lots of groovy stuff in it. Looked it yep. over. Yep. Good stuff. Good work as good work as always and you're working hard on the September issue. Yes. Already already into September and um just excited each issue, each issue I'm just excited to get to because you guys write such great articles. Ah, uh, thanks. You're yes welcome. we do. Yes you do. Except for Rick. <laughs> Hey. <laughs> Even Rick. Even Rick. Even Rick. Oh, see there, Rick. It's okay. It's okay. So who's Chucky, who's Chucky G have coming up tonight? I believe Chucky G has Jay Verberg of Ghost Mine coming back on, and I ah. hope that is correct. I believe it is. So um, talking more Ghost Mine, Ghost Investigations, checking in with Jay to see what's up, maybe what investigations he might be doing in the future, that kind of thing. He was just up here this past weekend at the museum again. Oh, neat. Yeah, so we just saw him. He's still Jay, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, So was, good. He's always yeah. good. He's a, he's a great guest. He's, you know, the thing with yeah. Jay is that he he is more than just a guy who gold mines. Mm-hmm. He um, has really taken the time since he started with Ghost Mine to really study, study mm-hmm. the... Um, the field good That's yeah good. and he's he's participating in a lot of that research that um that michael knight michael white sorry oh god michael knight. i'm, I'm knight. gonna go to bed really soon after i'm done with this i can <laughs> tell you right now anyway that i was mentioning that we did with michael white jay re- participates in a lot of that research because he's part of that that you know the gang of the gang of scientific paranormal toughs mm-hmm hmm. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah, good guy. So, okay, so he's got Jay coming up. And what do we have the rest of the month coming up, Miss Cheryl? Uh, August 21st, we have Paul Von Ward joining us. We've had Paul on in the past, and he's very intriguing. Excited to hear from him again. He will be talking about uh, his latest book, as well as some of his past books. And uh, his latest book, I believe, is Children of a Living Universe. He's also written We've Never Been Alone and The Soul Genome. Hmm. So good stuff. Next week, August 28th, we have William Becker, psychic medium, Ah. psychic development coach, and co-author of Paranormal Insights, a pair history of Oregon and Washington. And, of course, William has joined us many times in the past. And he was just up here this past weekend, too. And he... um, I have a copy of his book sitting right here next to me. It's beautiful. It's got some wonderful photography of a lot of haunted places in Washington State and Oregon. I always have to, you know, clarify Washington State or people think D.C. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah. so lots of lots of great photographs and William's impressions of the places. And it's it's really very different from any other paranormal book that I've seen. And, and I like that. That's cool. I still have to get his book. I really need to get on that. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I like my, I still haven't paid him for it. I need to PayPal him. That reminds me. So, but yes, I like my copy of it very much, especially since I haven't paid for it yet. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, okay. So we've got good stuff coming up. Chuck's got good stuff coming up. Um, And so Rick, what do you have on tap for, tell us again about where people can see your shows and things. 
Uh, well, with uh, Ghost Tapes, the series, um, you can find that at um, YouTube, uh, at uh, Luke Millet. And uh, you can find eerie events on uh, Wicked Wednesdays on the Haunted Channel. And, um, but we're going to, you know, with, with Chuck and I, we're, we're definitely going to be filming some more stuff. We got a lot of, a lot of interesting stuff that's coming up. Um, you know, we have the antique shop here in two weeks. I'm trying to get a haunted VFW hall, and we may be heading north up to Elkhorn to look for the American werewolf, the beast of Bray Road. Oh, mm. I think you guys should head to the Nelly Sharp Cemetery too. The Nell- yeah, you know what? We were talking about that, and um, yeah. We're going to try and get down there. There's also the, uh, also Williamsburg Hill, too, which is in Dowd State, Illinois, which has everything from ghosts to cryptids to UFOs and, you know, all sorts of stuff. So you're going to be branching out from ghosts a little bit, too. Yes. Yes. Um, I like doing that with Chuck because Chuck also has an interest in uh, cryptozoology and ufology as well. So we're going to definitely be looking into that stuff, too. Excellent. And see, I think that it's great to see people kind of branching away from ghosts and of course i've branched away in a little different different area i suppose because mine has um gone from really the ghosts to the psychic to the metaphysical stuff to the reincarnation and all of that stuff and it's such a great jumping off point for so many so many really cool things that you can learn about well, that's the thing. I mean, you know, it's like with eerie events. It's just, um, it's not just ghosts. I mean, you know, we can look at those other things too. We can look at psychic phenomena or, you know, it just, uh, it can go in any direction. Sweet. Okay, very good. So very stick good. around, guys, and listen to Chucky e. G because he's going to be talking to Jay Verberg, who's a really cool guy. And, um, you know, there are uh, lots of other good programming choices here on the Hazy Network as well. You can click on the Shows tab from hazy.com, and you can see all of the amazing shows that are on this station. So I urge you to do that. And um, I hope that you will come back next week as well, 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern, other times in the flyover states. It's, um, <laughs> you know, I think we do pretty well here. I think we try to entertain you. I think we do all right. Yeah, there you go. All right, so we'll sign off a little early. Cheryl can play some number, play some music, and uh, stick around because Chucky e. G's coming up next. Thanks everybody to li- for listening to Paranormal Underground Radio on the Hazy Radio Network. Y'all have a good night. Have a good night. If you'd like to be a guest on Paranormal Underground Radio, email editor at paranormalunderground.net. Until next time, keep exploring the unexplained at paranormalunderground.net. Please join us next week for Paranormal Underground Radio on the Hazy Radio Network.